This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2932, The Courage It Takes to Be Happy, by Margot Aaron of thatseemsimportant.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, reading to you every single day of the year with permission from the authors. And we get right to our next post as we optimize your life. The Courage It Takes to Be Happy, by Margot Aaron of thatseemsimportant.com. Lately, I've been mulling over the courage it takes to be happy. Not the Instagram performance happy, but truly, sincerely happy. There's significant research on happiness. We know empirically that joy is greater than happiness, one is lasting, the other fleeting, and that there are 60 million quadrillion benefits to your physical and emotional well-being if you're happier. We also know empirically that if you wanna be for real happy in life, you need good, authentic, no kidding, substantive, positive relationships, not fake or superficial ones. Relationships are the protective and predictive factor for a happy life. I'm concerned with why we preach entitlement to happiness as a cultural value, but fail to adequately pursue it or even recognize it when it hits us. Like we act as if, the research doesn't exist or isn't relevant to us specifically. I'm not sure we know the difference between someone who is sincerely happy, a positive emotional state that includes satisfaction, contentment, fulfillment, and for the sake of discussion will include joy, and someone who's faking it. I'm concerned about this for the same reason people are concerned about social media and AI. Can we tell between real and fake? And does it matter? It's our prerogative to live unsatisfied, unhappy, bitter, and resentful lives. That's part of freedom. You're allowed. I'm allowed to be angry and post like I'm not. There's no law I'm violating that prevents me from presenting a false self to the world. Where I think it gets dangerous is with the lying. You're entitled to feel whatever you feel, but you're not allowed to tell others how they should live their lives based on how you live yours. You're not allowed to claim you're fine when you're not in order to save face, and you're not allowed to rely on proxy metrics for internal satisfaction and then act surprised when that doesn't work. That's the part that concerns me, a lot. I'm perpetually stunned and frankly bored by the number of people chasing what they think will make them happy, arriving at the place and going, this isn't what I thought. For mammals who are smart, we are profoundly dumb on this point. We've crafted a culture that negates the very values we purport to espouse. Relationships, meaningful work, honesty, integrity, happiness. We instead promote ideas of hustle and the lone founder and individualist ideas of success, not sleeping, money, power, status, and all the things that lead to quite literally the opposite of happiness. Ignorance on this topic is frankly ridiculous at this point. And yet, here we are. We have excellent data now on what leads to a great, meaningful, fulfilling, satisfied, quote-unquote happy life. And we continue to chase the opposite on account of things like to make my parents happy, to impress my friends, so people like me, so I can have power, or whatever your psychological Achilles heel is. I'm not judging your Achilles heel, I have plenty. I'm judging the denial of it. If we want a more self-actualized society that represents life 
liberty and the pursuit of happiness, then we need to stop doing the opposite. Our actions must match our intentions. And when they don't, when they are misaligned, we suffer interpersonally, intrapersonally, emotionally, psychologically, physically, and otherwise. When there's a mismatch between what you believe and how you behave, you will always find suffering. I challenge us to consider what brings us joy, satisfaction, and fulfillment, divorced from what society says should. To know the difference between what society inaccurately dictates should make you happy and what actually does. This necessitates the following skills, which I believe we are solely lacking, but can improve upon. Self-reflection, insight, self-awareness, empathy, courage, the willingness to be wrong, the tension of being disliked or difficult, and hardest of all, the courage to tell yourself the truth. I hope you find that courage. I believe the courage to tell ourselves the truth about what's working and what is not in our lives, where we derive joy and where we don't, is subversive. Because once you're aware of it, then you have to do something about it. In the end, you can't really lie to yourself because the body keeps the score. It's how psychological physics works. That resentment, rage, dissatisfaction, bitterness, jealousy, and longing comes out eventually. Only when you deny they're there, you lose your power. You don't get to determine how they come out or who they will hit on the way out. Telling ourselves the truth about who we are, how we're behaving, and how we feel holds the key to revolutionizing the world. And if you think I'm being hyperbolic, I implore you to try and see what happens to the pursuit of authentic joy, real relationships, and the discernment to know when you're pursuing someone else's dream. You just listened to the post titled The Courage It Takes to Be Happy by Margot Aaron of thatseemsimportant.com. Thank you to Margot. There's a good quote in there when there's a mismatch between what you believe and how you behave, you will always find suffering. I'm gonna have to put that in the weekly newsletter. Totally coincidental that I just talked about this in the commentary of yesterday's episode. When it comes to minimalism, for instance, we can follow the quote-unquote rules that some may have, maybe living with a certain number of items or pieces of clothing, but if we still want more clothes, we're not really accomplishing that much at all, mostly just organizing, which is nice, but it won't have as big of an impact. And that's similar to what Margot is talking about here with the mismatch between beliefs and actions. It can really have a big impact. And then there's the issue of knowing what will make us happy, even to the point of telling others, but then we don't do it ourselves. It happens a lot, and with me too. So thanks to Margot for the reminder. And actually, if you're not sure about what leads to a happier, longer life, well, you can keep listening to this show, but a documentary currently on Netflix called Live to 100 Secrets of the Blue Zones is another way to find out. Or again, keep listening to this podcast and discovering along with me. And on that note, we're all done for today. Thank you for being here. Have a great rest of your day and I'll be back tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.